friends, welcome to Silver Screen and Television Dreams, where Isabella oh. and Guacamole talk all things Hollywood. <laughs> wow. Um, listeners, I hope you realize that it's a, it is always a surprise to me yes. what my um, name is going to be for the week as much as it is for you. Mm. That one, I feel very, I don't know if it's, it's like, I feel very exotic. Yeah. Isabella. Isabella. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like you're from the Lizzie McGuire movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sing to me, Paolo. Sing to me, Paolo. Um, anyways, so we are talking all things Hollywood. And over this last year, we are talking all things Dylan O'Brien. Yeah, we are. Hard eyes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then like a lot of Thomas Brody Sangster. Yeah, yeah. Yay. Secondarily. Yes. Um, More on, on Guac side. Oh, and yeah. mine always. I love God. I do love uh, Thomas Brody Sangster. Okay, so I, Dylan O'Brien is superior to me. In another life, wouldn't it have been crazy if you would have married Dylan O'Brien and I would have married Thomas Brody Sangster? That would have been, and we would have just like lived our lives together. Wow, in Hollywood, that would have to been... all those movie premieres. I like that the two blondes and the two brunettes would have wound up together as well. Oh yeah, true, true, yeah. true. I didn't even think about it. Yeah. But I'm a happily married woman, so. I'm not. True. So, so Dylan O'Brien or hope. TBS. Or could be could be either one. I mean, maybe both. either. Well, <laughs> let's not get crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so we watched The Maze Runner last time. And today we watched The Scorch Trials. We sure did. And so this is the second installment of The Maze Runner series. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got all my notes right here. You're not allowed to see the other page. Oh, okay. Because that has things that, like, I have to remember that we need to talk about at the end of the death care. Okay. So don't pee. Um, So, wow. I don't really even know where to start overall. But in my opinion, this is a zombie movie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I love it. I I thought the same thing. I so I had seen this movie before. I did not remember any of it. Forgot about the zombies. <laughs> and I think it's so fun. I was just thinking about like the concept of zombies this morning when I was started the movie and I I just think it's so funny. Like I think it's really interesting the idea cuz interesting in a way that like for one zombies terrify me, but they also don't make sense to me. You know what I mean? Like a disease thing that like it melts every like other part of your brain but makes you like carnal against human beings you know what i mean like i think is carnal is that the right word yeah i think okay um i I and like and the uh, kind of like endless lifespan of that is interesting to me too you know what i mean it's not like you're a zombie for a day because it's like your brain is it's like your brain continually deteriorates and then it stops to the point you're a zombie and then it stops deteriorating you know what i'm saying no, and then you die. So these cranks the cranks die. die. Oh, yeah, okay. they just get to like. Well, they oh, like really. There's the guys at the bottom. Well, who are yeah, like in the they're like close to death, but okay. cranks do die. Okay, because their whole brain totally like okay disintegrates. All right. I support that. But I mean, I think the point is that humans, our brains are developed in such a way that we have moral. Um, like we are able to distinguish the difference between morals. Mm-hmm. So like it is overall we believe it's not okay to eat other people. Mm-hmm. Um minus that, army hammer. I know that there's some arm and hammer. I said minus army hammer. Do you know who army hammer is? No, but I'm guessing it's a carnivore. I mean a cannibal. He's a it's up for debate. 
Okay, yeah. We can talk about it later. Yeah. But, I mean, I know there's a group of people, whatever. But, like, I feel like overall in society right now, we're like, you know, you don't really eat people. But the part of the brain, that prefrontal cortex that makes us different than other animals, um, that is what's decaying first. Mm-hmm. Um, to the point where some people don't even develop that part because it's mm-hmm. not even fully developed till you're 26. Mm-hmm. So, like, in the flare is eating away those portions of your brain that make you human and mm-hmm. is leaving you in your animal form. Mm-hmm. That's why they're zombies. Yeah. It's not like, like that's what would happen mm-hmm. is that you, what's left is the bottom part of your brain, which is like called your reptilian brain, mm-hmm. which is your animal part. Mm-hmm. So that's what would happen in a brain eating disease. There's your science lesson for the day. Wow, thanks. You're welcome. Yeah, thank you. But, I mean, I think that's like... Dr. Molly. Yeah. I think that's what would happen if a brain disease, because you would lose all of that part that makes us human. And all that's left is the sheer desire to survive in whatever way possible. Because they're not just eating humans. I mean, that one crank just picks up that rat and just tears it apart. Yeah, that's true. It's just that, like predator side of us mm-hmm. is no longer covered by the moral i keep wanting to say moral ambiguity but that's not right like moral compass yeah moral spectrum. yeah mm-hmm. so but i mean i feel like it would if yeah if a disease if a brain disease targeted the prefrontal cortex for it first then i could see that but what if it like targets you know yeah i mean first yeah then it would be different I right guess. Yeah, but yeah i like this kind of zombie movie like mm-hmm. i'm not the whole like undead zombies yeah. i like like walking dead and well no i think walking dead is the same isn't it that it's like a disease that uh-huh yeah. creates these like zombie like creatures right yeah so is like i am legend and mm-hmm. world war z like, i haven't seen either of those all of those are like disease caused zombies even the um oh wait no maybe not is warm bodies that way i don't know is that like the joke kind of rom-com yeah it's movie? so cute yeah. yeah but i find that i really like zombie movies if okay. it's about a disease yeah i mean it kind of freaks me we're out also but... different in that like obviously you are yeah. you love science you were a science teacher and you like sci-fi yes and i don't like sci-fi yeah that true much. and i think there's a fear factor of that for me of yeah. like I don't like thinking about like technology in that way, yeah. and because I, I think technology already like is terrifying. Yeah, and I think it's wonderful. I don't hate technology. I'm not like a monk, um, but it's just scary. I think the power that is in technology, and like I don't like thinking. I don't like space. Like space freaks me out. Molly's currently wearing an Occupy Mars shirt, and yes. I it was instantly filled with fear. <laughs> um, and. You know, zombies, you know, so there's yeah. all, I feel like it's also just a personality yes. difference for sure, which is cool. Yeah. But I, uh, yeah, I just think, I think what I love. So the first movie is very much just like kids in a maze. Why are they in there? What's mm-hmm. going on? You don't know anything. Mm-hmm. They don't know anything. And then I think the second two movies mm-hmm. are then just like zombie movies. Right. Um, I find it more so in the scorch trials is much more zombie, but like. I I think I love it because, in my own opinion, <laughs> I know this could get very like uh, touchy, but I don't think that this story is far fetched for our world. Yeah, you know what? I was also thinking about that today, 
again when watching this movie and like obviously it's a virus we're uh, still in covid obviously and whatever um and thinking about like there were so many movies that have have there are so many movies that have been coming out for the last like 15 years that are that address bioweapons of dairy, various mm-hmm. sorts. Sorry, I can't speak. Various types, various yeah. types of bioweapons, zombie bioweapons, whatever, zombie-like bioweapons, just mass disease. Right. And I feel like everybody was on board like, yeah, that's totally was going to be the next thing that takes us down. And like it is now, but I feel like at the same time, I feel like at least in my, for my perspective, in one sense, we were prepared and believed that that would be possible. And in another sense, now that we actually are in a pandemic, I feel like nobody really believed that was going to happen. You know what I mean? And I think part of that is just, especially in the U.S., like, our history. Like, we haven't had, like, war on our turf in a long time. And, like, obviously, none of – there hasn't been a modern-day pandemic since, what, the Spanish flu, which is, like, 1920s. Yeah. Um, And so it's been a long time. So I think history is part of it. But I think, you know, I think we both all expected it, Mm. but also didn't actually think it could happen. Yeah. And now we're here. Yeah. And so I do agree. Like, I, I think you know, technology is certainly impre- uh, 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 what's the word? Growing, developing, yeah. whatever. And bioweapons are legitimate. Mm-hmm. And if somebody was to want to, you know, whatever. Yeah. I think I think for real, like, somebody could create a disease like that for yeah. sure. I think what even more so about this movie that strikes me anyways is that it's not just about the disease, which there's like a whole backstory to the to the release of the flare and all of that. But mm-hmm. um, it's also which we'll a get story. in death cure. No, oh, it was a prequel book called The Kill Order and oh. The Fever Code. Oh, yeah, okay. but there's no movies about it. But like the other than the flare being released, I think this is also a story about climate change Mm -hmm. because it starts with like solar flares and there was nothing to protect the world against solar flares anymore Uh and that's why the whole earth is just like dried up and Mm -hmm. i mean they're in san francisco in the scorch and there's no water anywhere like the bay is totally just sand yeah and i just think it's like i don't know like i just don't think it's that far-fetched yeah that in the next i don't know how long Mm -hmm. but that our world could get there yeah and it just is crazy to me that no one well i shouldn't say no one that it's not prioritized yeah like i think people think like oh that's not gonna be for like a thousand years if it even happens but yeah i just don't think that's true but that's my own personal opinion so yeah. i think that's also why i like the movie because i am so much more not more but i'm a science person yeah um and so then i'm like wow like what if this is what's gonna happen yeah something like this but yeah yeah and then you add the release of the flare on top of it mm-hmm. um which I didn't know until I started reading the fever code or the kill order that the flare was released. I thought it was a byproduct of the sun. Uh-huh. The solar flares mm-hmm. were like Radiation. because of the yeah, because mm-hmm. of the nuclear energy was warping the brain. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is a released virus. Okay. So anyways, all that to say, I like this movie a lot. Yeah. I I definitely like it. It's funny. It's story story wise, I like it better mm-hmm. than the first one. I agree. Aesthetically, obviously the glade is much it's much more green. There's like some sense of like the green and the gray. This is very silly because it has nothing to do with the movie itself, but like just aesthetically it, it gives somewhat of a like 
very loosely like medieval. Yeah. You know what I mean? With ruins and yes. whatever. Even though the maze is obviously like very sleek and structured. Yes. I think just the, you know, the vines against it, whatever. Yeah. Um, And so aesthetically, I, I liked the other one. I think it's supposed you know? to be that way. Yeah. I, you said like this doesn't have to do with the movie, but it definitely does. Like mm-hmm. I think the Maze Runner is supposed to feel like the Glade is this like safe place and mm-hmm. yet it's not safe. Right. Um, But it's such then a stark contrast to the Scorch. Like, right. Yeah. This was a controlled environment mm-hmm. and now they're in the like these kids are essentially experiencing the real world for the first time because their their memories are totally wiped. Right. Yeah. So what they've known for at least like I think three years is when it started Mm -hmm. what they've known for the last three years is totally different than what life is actually like for real people right um so i think it's supposed to feel that way i think Mm -hmm. it's supposed to be like what the heck did they just walk into yeah um but yeah i i like this one a lot i think i agree with you i think the Mm -hmm. story is much more thought provoking Mm -hmm. i think I think it was interesting, and you can stop me if you're planning on talking about this or, like, if I'm just going taking us down too, too different of a route for right now, but um, I think it was interesting to see them come from the maze, come from Wicked, and see its power, and then kind of quickly, minus Thomas, but even still slightly, kind of quickly accept mm-hmm. – Whatever new group that they go into. So first, obviously, it's the fake, you know, where Littlefinger is. What's his name in the movie? Jansen. Jansen. Uh, Littlefinger from uh, Game of Thrones. Yeah. Um, Jansen is. And, like, they, they're, like, you know, kind of weary, but then also not. You know yeah. what I mean? And Thomas isn't – he is from the start, but not fully. You know what I mean? But there's – I feel like I would be so, so sca- – I'm already a skeptical person. But I would be, like, immediately skeptical yeah. of, like, these people literally – they had the power to create that maze, that detailed maze you saw like inside their headquarters and whatever. And like you wouldn't think and their whole idea was to sorry, I feel like I'm shouting um, like create this huge experiment. And you wouldn't think that this might also be part of it. You know what yeah. I mean? And even just how quickly they kind of acclimate to, um, you know, the. Brenda and Cinna. That's Cinna, right? From Hunger Games? It's not Cinna, no. <laughs> but Just Brenda kidding. and Jorge. Brenda and Jorge. Which also, sorry, total side note, I'm almost done with my thought, but I always think it's funny that the, like, girl that they bring in and, like, the, who's, like, kind of comes into the group that's, like, a little bit helpless and she's, like, a badass and whatever is always Latina. Oh. I never thought You don't think it. about that? No. I, I don't know. Even, like, cartoon, I was thinking about, like, Atlantis. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? The, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of the, those kinds of movies where it's like the girl. Well, the, isn't Atlantis like supposed to be like an Aztec? And aren't they a Latino? Maybe I'm thinking of a different movie. There's a movie where there's like a group of them, though. I think it is. I think it is Atlantis where the, but like there's a. The one girl who's Latina is like a mechanic that's like oh, traveling oh, with them. Do you know yes, what I'm talking yes. about? Before they get to the yeah. Aztec nation. I don't know why. That was a kind of a bad example, but that's what came to mind today. So but funny. I just feel like a lot of movies do that. But anyways, um, I did lose my train of thought. You were just saying, why isn't anyone skeptical? Yeah, yeah. That's I it. I think we also have to remember that they're 15. Yeah. Yes, that's true. They so, look older. So yeah. I suppose that, yeah. Like, I mean, if we're basing it off the book, which it is loosely based off the book, but like they're supposed to be like 15 or 16. Mm-hmm. And so like 
when we were 15 and 16, I mean, how easily mm-hmm. convinced were we of things? Right. Yeah. So I think it would, it's, yes, as a 30 year old or a 26. 25. Oh, man. This prefrontal <laughs> cortex is still Not growing. Not quite there. Not quite there <laughs> yet. <laughs> um, Like we are we are better at discerning mm-hmm. um not always but yeah. i think we would like to think that we're better at like being skeptical skeptical and guarded yeah but these are kids that like they just got escaped from some maze yeah they think they escaped from some maze mm-hmm. and they see all of these dead people and this woman gets shot mm-hmm. and they get rescued from these like mm-hmm. i i think that it's acceptable to understand why they would be like look we're clean we have food Mm -hmm. like we have a nice bed Mm -hmm. um i mean just think about like how often like as a teacher Mm -hmm. kids would come in with like tiktok things or things on instagram that they insisted were real yeah yeah you know and you're like no yeah that's not that's a good point that's a really good point of like yeah like they're that was a huge because, thing for us yeah. of like kids believing because it's like looks legitimate it looks like a yep. news story yep and i mean it in some way is, is it's like just some random person's news story with totally like total misinformation and then every, it just yep. blows up and exactly. everybody believes it yeah which is crazy yeah the internet is insane but like technology how, <laughs> i know but like even adults get convinced by that oh stuff. yeah like absolutely. even i'm like scrolling through like reels or whatever mm-hmm. and i'm like wait was that real like yeah. I, I feel was like was that what, edited to look you know what I mean yes, so like yeah for a 15 year old yeah how do who you has no memories except for the glade yeah I can see why it would be convincing yeah for them to be like okay like we're supposed to be safe now yeah you know yeah it's a whole bunch of adults telling them they're safe yeah I don't know and you uh, I think too as a 15 year old you would want to believe that yeah. you're like you're like you know adults you want to still just be able to have somebody care for you yeah. and like yeah defend you yeah especially when you've been so hurt as a kid you already want that but all the more when you've been as hurt as they have right right so I I totally understand what you're saying like why aren't they more skeptical but I I can totally see why they aren't yeah they're just like I just want this to be real yeah so I'm gonna let it be real yeah um yeah so uh there's just a couple things I wanted to touch on um First of all, you had mentioned it when we were watching the movie and I didn't say anything. So we'll talk about it now. Okay. But at the very beginning of this movie, um, Thomas has a memory, mm-hmm. a dream, a memory of his mom dropping him off at Wicked, which is totally not how this happened. But um, that's fine. I have to like separate the stories. Um, one thing that just drives me nuts about that. <laughs> And this is so stupid, but I I liked this part of the book so much. Mm. Um, is that his name is not Thomas. None of their names are their actual names. Mm. So they're all named after real scientists. So when they go into the maze, when they were mm-hmm. brought into Wicked, they're given a new name. So when she's like, "Remember Thomas, I love you." Yeah, I'm like his name isn't Thomas, and it like makes me kind of mad mm. because he's named after Thomas Edison. New is Isaac Newton. Um, Albert mm. Albie is um, Albert Einstein. Thank you. I okay. kept wanting to say Albus Dumbledore, but yeah. <laughs> um, Eris is after Aristotle. So like they're all named after oh. famous um, people. Okay, so it really 
Teresa is named after Mother Teresa. Um, Is that supposed to be ironic? I think so. Okay. I think she thinks she's being Mother Teresa, which we can get to her later. Right. Okay. Um, But I think the point of that memory is because she says, remember, Thomas, I love you, Mm -hmm. which is a stark contrast to what Ava Page always says and what Teresa always says is, remember, Thomas, wicked is good Mm -hmm. and i just feel like it's you expected i anyways expected Mm -hmm. his mom to say remember thomas wicked is good Mm -hmm. um but she doesn't right and i just liked that difference in the what she says because all the other people in his life are trying to tell him wicked is good right um but he is i don't know Mm -hmm. i liked it i Mm -hmm. thought it was nice um but do they ever explain why the the phrase wicked is good you know what I mean? Like, why are they constantly saying that? Like, why are they, why do they have to, in one sense, obviously it's obvious, but def- it's like a defense mechanism. Yep. Like, wicked is good. Wicked is good. Like, yeah. we are good. Yeah. I don't know if it's ever explained in the movies. Mm-hmm. I know it's like something that Ava Page in the book, you see a lot of Ava Page's memos mm-hmm. and she always kind of ends it that way mm-hmm. um, of just reminding people that like what they're trying to do in the long run is good. Mm-hmm. They're kind of like the ends justifies the means Mm -hmm. our end is good therefore we are good Mm -hmm. um that's but i it doesn't i don't even think in the book it really gives a Mm. i think they're just brainwashing people Mm -hmm. because of what they're doing Mm -hmm. um but oh i was gonna say so we see his mom at the beginning yes sorry no you're good so i like that contrast in her saying remember thomas i love you Mm -hmm. um and then um we see a woman later who recognizes Thomas. Mm-hmm. Mary. When, yes. When they get to, when they finally find the right arm and she, he's like, you know who I am? She's like, interesting. Um, there are theories that that is his mom. Because you asked me, isn't that Thomas's mom? Okay. There's nothing that says it is Thomas's mom. Okay. But there are theories that it is Thomas's mom. So in the book, it's the same thing. They never clarify that if that's hers, his mom or not. I don't think she even exists in the book. Oh, okay. That whole, like, the Scorch Trials is so different from the movie. Mm-hmm. The way they find the right arm is totally different. So I'm not even sure she's in it. The mom. Mary. Oh. Well, the mom isn't. Okay. Like, that whole memory I don't even think happens in the book. And then I, Mary might be in the book, but it's never really, like... It, that's not the interaction that they have. Right. Um, but yeah, so there's a theory that it's his mom. Okay. Because it looked to me like the same woman. Yeah, they're different actresses. Okay. Um, but then there's the, you know, uh, they can lean back on like, oh, it's a time. Yeah. How she would change over time. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I don't know if it's his mom or not. Okay. Because I thought about it this time when I was watching it. I was like, why wouldn't she tell him? Like, hey, I'm your mom. Yeah, I think that would be a weird thing to not say. Yeah. Yeah. But then I was like, she might just be like, he's overloaded with information. He doesn't remember me. Is it going to be more hurtful than harmful? Now's not the time. Like, maybe, I don't know why she would choose not to. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it was his mom, she chose not to. Yeah. And then she died. Yeah. On that same note, though. It makes you wonder why no one would say anything about relation because Sonia, do you remember Sonia? 
she's played by your least favorite actress. Cat <laughs> <laughs> McNara or whatever. Cat McNamara. Yeah, there you go. Who I've got beef with. Yeah, she clearly doesn't like. You don't like her as much as I don't like Kaya, whatever her name is. Who Teresa. plays Teresa. Yeah. yeah. It's funny because like, Kat McNamara, though, is not evil. And no. It, I just don't – I don't like her because she's annoying to me. True. Because I think we might have talked about this before. Like, she was on this show called Shadowhunters, yes. which was, like, the lowest budget show I've ever seen yeah, it was produced good. ever. You've seen it. Yeah. Talked about I watched, those, like, yeah. two episodes okay. and I was like, no. But I love low-budget things, so I also really <laughs> enjoyed the show because the acting was really bad. The, the effects were so bad. Um, cause there's like monsters and things and they look ridiculous. Um, but she is super annoying on yeah. that show. And I just, so annoying to me. And she's a little whiny. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't get that in this movie, but yeah. in Shadowhunter, she's a little whiny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so that's my beef with her. It's not, yeah. it's not real beef. It's personal preference and she's, I'm sure a fine, a fine person. Well, but. I mean, if you can objectively look at her, she is objectively pretty. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, you can see why boys would be attracted to her, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So, like, don't you think someone should tell her that her and Newt are brother and sister? Because they are. Whoa. I didn't know that. Yeah. Whoa. And that's not in the movie series at all. No. Gross. Yeah. It's also not in the beginning, in the books. You find it out in one of the prequel books that they're brother sister. But, like, shouldn't someone tell them that? Because, like, what if they, like, fall in love? Yeah. Yeah. I always wonder about that. And how many other brother sisters are there out there? Yeah, gross. Yeah. I always wonder, though, how much genetics, because in one sense, our genetics, we are designed so that we, like, look for people that look like us to a degree. You know what I mean? Like, we look for, like, our, like, soulmate or whatever. Okay. The person that we're going to marry. I don't know what word to use. I don't know why I can't think of anything. But usually we're drawn to people that look like us. Okay. So it makes sense that you would be drawn to, like, your brother or sister. But at the same time, like, I feel like, wouldn't it be in you, like, at some some base level not to, you know, get with? Yeah, I guess. But, like, Luke and Leia make out, so. Yeah, that's in true. Star Wars. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Also, I'm not sure why George Lucas chose to write that if he knew they were going to be brothers and sisters. But that's a totally different story for another George day. George Lucas is a weirdo. Yeah, I love him, though. <laughs> so, anyways... So that's my little revelation for you is that Sonia and Newt are brother sister. Yeah. Yeah. And I just think someone should probably tell them. Yeah. Because like what if they fall in love in the third installment of this story? Do they? Is that what you're hinting at? I don't know. (laughs) So anyways, that's my that's just my little tidbit. Cool. Yeah. So no one seems to think that so many YA books have incest. It's so weird. Because even like, does Hunger Games have incest? No, I'm thinking just of uh, Shadow Hunters, the the stories. Because oh, that's the, the whole thing is based around they are together and then they think that they're brother and sister, which they're really not. But there's like one and a half whole books where they still make out and are like almost sleep together and they both believe that they're brother and sister. Yeah, that's gross. I don't like so, it. I don't like it. Yep. So just to clarify, no, Sonia and Newt don't ever fall in love. Okay, cool. But I still think someone should, someone should tell them. Yeah. I, my point is, if Mary is Thomas's mom, why doesn't anyone ever tell anyone, hey, just by the way, you guys are related? Yeah. I don't know. Just a weird thing about the Maze Runner that's like, can someone like tell people who yeah. is related? If you're supposed to like repopulate the earth, that is a... a Vital part of information. Yeah. 
I mean, that's what the right arm is doing, is trying to take immunes so that they can repopulate the earth with immunes. Mm. That's interesting. Because they're the only ones that are going to live. Right. No, it's it's funny because it's like, I don't know. I feel like that's also like a moral question because they're also young. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so are they... They're trying to get them to a safe place because they're being hunted by wicked. Yeah. And they're the only ones that can make the human race survive. So which one's better? The right arm for letting them live because they need them to repopulate the earth. Yeah. Or it's a matter of to harvest them. Yeah. I mean, Ava Page is all about harvesting them. So yeah, true. I would say the right arm is probably on the better side of morality. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, all that to say. Some other things that came through my brain as I thought about this movie. Teresa, let's just talk about her. Yeah, let's just, to, let's she's just the get worst. her out of the way. Twice I wrote, Teresa is the worst. And then the second time I wrote, Teresa is the worst. And I underlined it twice. I just like, she's, oh, she makes me so angry. So a couple of things. Like, we don't know that her memories are restored until the very end. I thought she tells us that she's like, they're coming back. Because in the beginning of the movie, when they first, when she's like, Thomas, they did something to me. But she never tells that she has all of her memories. Oh. So when she, I just like, there are things that make me like, I never picked up on until this time that I was watching. So Winston gets bitten or scratched by a crank when they're running out of the shopping mall. Mm -hmm. And he essentially tries to kill himself. And then Frypan is like trying to stop him and then newt takes the gun and gives it to winston because winston is like don't let me become one of those things Mm -hmm. so then newt gives him the gun and nothing sorry okay and um as kind of like a mercy like yeah the way that Teresa looks at thomas when he allows newt to give winston the gun Mm -hmm. i just don't know why she's so angry about it yeah. Like, they're just trying to be nice because they don't want their friend to become what they just ran away from. Right. And, like, how she she has a, such a small foundation of a relationship yeah. with them. She's known him for two days. Yeah. That's stupid. I was thinking about how she – I was thinking that she had her memories back at that point and – that I thought that's where you were going to go when you brought that thought up where like she does she has her memories at that point and she chooses not to share with the rest of the group that Thomas's blood could heal Winston right I guess it's true like I haven't ever thought about that yeah I, do, I wonder if she knows yeah because they, they also say that the memory process is is gradual right? yeah I mean that could I guess be part of it but I don't know yeah there's the, the like spectrum of are all of her memories back but does she would she even know and they know that thomas is different mm-hmm. like clearly jansen and ava page like want thomas mary knows that his blood will heal brenda mm-hmm. for like a short amount of time right so i guess Teresa could know that too mm-hmm. yeah why wouldn't she tell them yeah she's so stupid the worst yes the worst and then later eris is like i thought we were supposed to be immune and she's like mm-hmm. not all of us i guess why doesn't she just tell them? I she know. knows. She acts like, she, I don't know. Like, why doesn't she just tell them, hey, you are and you aren't? Yeah. Uh, maybe that's mean. Yeah. But I don't think she does it out of kindness. Yeah. I don't think she's a kind person. Yeah. She's so stupid. 
with Eris, I really loved Eris's character because I love that they chose the like weird um kid who's like in the background and even though he's so his role becomes really important in the movie he's still in the background right. it's not like he's the weird kid that then becomes the main character right. you know what i mean it's like he's always in the background but he's the one that gets them out of wicked two whatever that right. place is called and then he's the one that gets them into the right arm right side note i just thought that was really cool that yeah Eris's role i think Eris is a great character i mean i've loved i loved him in the books he was super important in the books as well um but thinking about Eris for a second, I just want to like contrast here. I know I've been talking about the books a lot. I think because the Scorch Trial book is probably one of my top five favorite books. Okay. So of all it, time. Of all time. Yeah. So for it to be like different. Anyways, in the book, they meet Eris in a in a different way. So everybody from the Glade is put into this. Essentially, it's like a house. And there's, like, two sides to the house. And the boys are all put in one side. And then there's, like, this, like, big living room. The and common then, area. Yes. And then on the other side, that's where Teresa is put. And, like, there's a plaque on the door that says Teresa and her number, which is, like, A12 or whatever. Because everyone in the maze has numbers. Um, and then all the boys are put into the other side. Mm-hmm. So they're separated. Right. And then they come out, like, the next day or something to so instead of them being in this big building with lots of people from the maze they're like alone in this building okay does that make sense yeah and so then they come out later and thomas goes to that room and he walks in Mm -hmm. or it doesn't say Teresa anymore Mm -hmm. and he walks into the room and there's like heiress is there He's like, how are you in this room right now? Like, where did Teresa go? And Teresa, like, totally disappears. She's supposed to be in this room. But then Eris shows up. Mm. How did how did that happen? Mm. Nobody knows. Yeah. Um, so that's how they meet Eris. And then that's when they find out there's another, there's at least one other maze. Because Eris's number is, like, B11 or something. Okay. So there's, like, A maze and B maze. But also, that whole portion of the book is super graphic. Which I'm like kind of happy it wasn't in the movie because like that common area the one night they like walk out into that common area and all the lights are off and they like start running into stuff okay and then like the they find the lights like the, all the lights are off and they're like what in the world so they're like looking for the light switch and they turn the lights on and it's just hanging bodies <gasps> yeah oh from the ceiling it's super weird. In the place where they're, where Littlefinger is? Yes, Jansen? where Jansen is. Yeah. And so then, like, there's hanging bodies from the ceiling, and they, like, freak out. And I think that's when they find Eris, because they, like, run to the other room to try and find Teresa. Teresa's not in there. It's Eris. And Thomas is like, what did you do with Teresa? And Eris is like, I don't know what you're talking about. Anyways. And then they, like, go back out into the common area, and all the bodies are gone. Whoa. Yeah, Wicked is just super weird. So they know from the beginning that they're with Wicked. Because then Jansen shows up and is like, hey, okay. you're about to go out into the Scorch, and this is part two of your trial. Oh, okay. The okay. maze was the first one, and now yeah. you're going into the second part, which is to cross the Scorch and yeah. get to this place that yeah. will give you a cure. Because yeah. Jansen tells them, some of you are immune, some of you are not. If you want the cure, it's on the other side of those mountains. So then that's why they go there. Oh. Yeah. So anyways. Whoa. So different. Okay. Yeah. But that's how they meet Eris. And so Thomas initially thinks that Eris um, like did something with Teresa. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. It's just a funny interaction. Yeah. But also like super graphic. And I was kind of happy that it wasn't in the book. Yeah. I mean in the movie. But 
that's a total side note. Okay, yeah. And then Eris does become, I mean, it's the same thing. Then he, like, finds his girls from his maze. and His they, girls. His girls. And they help him get into the right arm and stuff. So that was yeah. the same, which I love. Because he's so cute. Yeah. In, like, a little boy way. Cat McNamara comes on the scene. Yeah. Yes, Cat McNamara, your favorite mm-hmm. actress of all time. Actress, huh? Yes, yes. Um. So, as we wrap up here, uh-huh. what was your favorite part of the movie? Mm. Ooh. Um. <laughs> I feel like it, I'll have to think of my real favorite part at the second <laughs> half of this, but I feel like one thing I always feel so I get so like distressed, like so viscerally distressed when people don't know when like what's it called a dramatic uh irony when mm-hmm. the audience knows something that the rest of the characters don't yeah and knowing that Teresa, even though i didn't remember much i remember she was evil and mm-hmm. like thomas is in love with her and so i feel like my one of my favorite parts was him coming up to the mountain and the, all mm-hmm. of that being revealed like she's evil you see it ah! yes, yes. <laughs> um because i feel like there's definitely a lot of build up but obviously that's not necessarily built up in the movie because you don't really, you get like little tiny yeah. foreshadowing like uh, shots yeah. that she's going to be evil, but really small. Yeah. Um. So that's not my real favorite part, but I do really love the relief of Thomas realizing that Teresa's yes. evil. Um, and then I would say probably the, like towards the end, the right arm I, I think is, is cool. And like you, after getting like, you know, fake safety after fake safety. Mm-hmm. It's cool for them to get that small glimpse, even if it, even though it doesn't last very long, of like hope mm-hmm. and like home, even mm-hmm. like real home with other people who are like in agreement with you. Yeah. Um. So that would be my favorite part. What's yours? So I love the whole part with Marcus. It's, okay. I I just with like, the like scene. In the party like where they go to like the club, and I just like love all of that. First of all, I love it because that is really the only part of the whole story where you see how people are living their lives in this world. Yeah, yeah. They're in this disaster of disastrous place mm-hmm. of a world, and this is how a majority of people are functioning. Yeah, and I just it's just interesting to see like how would society deal with mm-hmm. this. And then to, like, learn how Marcus is, like, capitalizing off of it. Yeah. And part of it makes me sick because, like, there's the crank in there and they, like, make a game of it and shoot it. Yeah. And I'm like, ah, oh, that, like, really makes me feel sick. Mm-hmm. Um, But then, like, I love the part where they're, like, in Marcus's room mm-hmm. and Jorge is, like, beating Marcus up. Yeah. And he's just, like, kind of laughing. And then Jorge is like, you know what? I actually really do like beating you up. And he, like, pushes him over in the chair. And I don't know why I love that whole scene yeah. so much. Well, it's kind of – it's, like, funny, yeah. too, you know? It's just, like, such a different feeling than the rest of the story. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's so much – it's – this is the real world. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, they're in the real world when they're, like, trying to get away from Wicked and they're in the Scorch and blah, blah, blah. But, like, this is real people mm-hmm. who have nothing to do with Wicked, really, that are, like, trying to survive. Yeah. And then it ends with them getting Bertha 
And I just like, yeah, because like all the kids are like smiling and they're like, Newt is like beyond happy. Yeah. That he's like in this car. Yeah. And it's the first time that they ever remember being in a car. Right. Yeah. And they're like, thank God we don't have to run anymore. We yeah. just spent a week running across this desert land. Yeah. I don't know. I just like love that whole scene. Aww. I don't know why. Yeah, no, it is sweet. I also mm. like Brenda and Thomas in that scene, even though Thomas makes me mad when he's like, you're not her. Yeah. When he kisses Brenda. Yeah. But. I think that scene is so funny because I was watching that, the club scene, and when they were like on their high or whatever it is in yeah, the Yeah, I can't remember what they call it, but yeah. It just, I was like, that's so funny because Dylan O'Brien did this, like a very similar scene, basically like kind of a, no, similar scene, not oh, the yeah. same scene in the Percy Jackson movie. And I was like, oh, wait, just kidding. That's Logan Lerman. Yes. Um, But I do think that's a funny, like, again, like YA, I feel like thing i feel like that's a common scene yeah in a lot of books like percy jackson which that was given was off of like the greek myth of calypso and that's like a real thing yeah that happens but um and again sorry to mention shadow hunters i can't remember what the, the mortal instruments series there's in the first right. book there's kind of a similar one of the books there's a similar thing where they drink this like fairy like potion or whatever and they're in a club and they're hot you know what i mean yeah. like it's like a very so and like they are like trying to like keep their distance or whatever and then they kiss at that you know what i mean like yeah. it's a weird it's like a weird trope yeah i don't know not weird it kind of makes sense because it's like your inhibitions are down and it's yeah. like it reveals your true heart kind of thing but yeah. it's also interesting i thought you were going to reference dylan O'Brien's scene in the internship where they go oh to the club. yes yeah <laughs> So, but yeah, so I, I just like that whole scene. Mm -hmm. I, that, um, elixir is actually a really important storyline in the books, Mm -hmm. um, because it's, it's actually supposed to be a temporary cure. Um, so like people in the city will take it to act normal Uh because it takes away your symptoms of the flare. But then as you progress, you need more and more of it. But then it becomes kind of like a morphine type of thing where, like, mm. the people in the club are are taking more than what they need to get that high. Mm-hmm. Um, but it actually was meant to be a cure. Mm-hmm. So Wow. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, there you go. Anyways. Yeah. Marcus just cracks me up. Um, I don't have much else to say. Um, Yeah. I don't, I don't really have anything else to say. But I really like... Every time this movie ends, I'm like, Death Cure, I need it. Death Cure! Yeah, so... Because it just ends, like, so clearly that there's going to be a sequel. Because they're like, all right, Thomas, what's the plan? Yeah. And I really like that part, too, because you're setting... Thomas is starting to take his position as the leader. Yeah. And, like, recognize his position. Yeah. And everybody, even Vince, is, like, looking to him. Like, yeah. okay, what's the plan? And everyone's head turns towards him. Yeah. And you can, like, see that he's coming up with something. Yeah. I like it. I think um, this movie is funny because it has so many of the like typical action movie one-liners where it's like, so do you know where the ro- right arm is? And they're like, get in. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like everybody asks questions and they don't answer it. Yeah. They just like give them a cool look and like they look yeah. cool. And then they give them like a very vague, like, I know something you don't. Yeah. I know something you don't. <laughs> I know something you will never know. <laughs> I like when you sing on our podcast. <laughs> Oh, yeah. man. So I just think there were so many, like, 
just one-liners like yeah, that that are just sure. funny yeah it's just funny to me because it's supposed to be so dramatic and it's like just just tell me yeah. do you know or not like it's also a teen movie so no i know and I'm but just, also I'm, like all action movies all like, action movies yeah. do it and it's just funny because yeah. it's like nobody talks like that no you wouldn't be like you would be maybe like you'll see for like a second and yeah. then you'll be like yeah well, this is where we're going yeah you're not gonna be like get in and you won't know till we get there three hours from now yeah. you know yeah true true so it's just funny um one thing that i just thought about is like my least favorite part of the movie is when Brenda and Thomas are in the tunnels by themselves. Mm -hmm. I don't really mind that part. I actually kind of like that part. But then when they get out and she falls through the door onto the glass, I can't tell you how bad my hands start sweating every time I watch that scene. Really? It is like, I'm not a huge fan of heights. Okay, I don't know that I knew this about you. Yeah, like, I'll do them. Yeah. But, like, I couldn't do it with a glass bottom floor. Like, yeah. it makes me very, like, dizzy. Yeah. Um. And so when she falls on that, like, my hands are sweating thinking about it. When she falls on that glass, and then they, like, start fighting with the crank. Yeah. Like, my hands are, like, oh, they were so sweaty at that <laughs> part. And I was like, I could do without this scene. Yeah. Also, like, I don't know how Thomas holds her up without falling through. Mm -hmm. Like, he grabs her. I, I just don't think that he would have enough support the way that he's standing to yeah. not topple through. With, I, I'm, like, having a hard time breathing thinking about it. That part stresses me out. Like, yeah. no other part of a movie. Yeah. And I already know what's going to happen. Yeah, no. Isn't that funny? I think about that even in terms of, like, even if it's a movie you've never seen before, but it's very predictable. Like, you know they're going to be okay. Yeah. Or, like, you know there's a sequel coming, so you'll know, like, the main character's going to make it, but there's, yeah. like, that slim chance or whatever that uh, my heart still races yeah. when you're like, are they going to make it? And you're like, you know that they are, yeah. but you still get so stressed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's good movie editing. Yeah. Good music. Good. Mm -hmm. Anyways, I'm sweating thinking about it. Um. Okay. So, last time we took some predictions – on the movie, mm -hmm. what you th what you thought was going to happen. Mm -hmm. So you, I believe, thought that Minho was going to die. I think so, yeah. So do you still believe that? Because at the end, Minho gets taken by Wicked. Right. Yeah. Um. No, because I think if he was going to die, they would have killed him in this movie. So okay. I think that now they're going to maybe like, I don't know if they're going to do something where they're going to turn him against them. Whether mm -hmm. like if they. Like a Pita Malark situation. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, like uh, they cause so much stress, like or brainwash him to be against them kind of thing. Um, and like use him to infiltrate the group where he like they send him back kind of thing. And he's like, no, I'm totally fine. But he's acting like a little bit normal. And then he turns out to be like trying to kill them or whatever. Gotcha. Um, so I don't think he's going to die anymore. At least I think there's a lot more in store for him before he dies. Gotcha. So he might still die at the, towards the end of the death here. I don't know. But. Um, yeah. Do you have any other predictions? Mm, Thomas and Brenda. Okay. The sparks fly between them. Who knows? Who knows? Um. Let's pray the sparks are done between Thomas and Teresa. Yeah. Let them end. Let there be. Let them. Let's be separated. Those sparks. Yeah. Um, I don't know that I have any other predictions. I think. You know, they're going to take down Wicked in this next movie, I think. But I think there's going to definitely be a lot more deaths in this last movie. And, but I don't, yeah, I'm curious to see how the whole story gets wrapped up. Mm. Um, and if it feels like it, there's a lot of, like, there's enough closure. Yeah. Um, 
I feel like most sci-fi movies leave some hmm. major things loose on purpose. Yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting to see which things they, they don't wrap up purposefully. Um, but yeah, I think that's it for me. Do you think that there will be anybody who like, um, okay. So let's just recap people that have gone. So at the end of the movie, what? Nothing. Never mind. Oh, I said chubby boy. I thought you were saying recap people that have died. Just they're not at the end of the movie. We have um, Frypan, Newt, Thomas. I think it's just those three. Mm-hmm. And Brenda, Albie, Jorge. I'm naming the people who are still there. Albie's not there. Did Albie die? Albie died in the first one. Oh, oh, sorry. Who is? Who am I thinking of? Never mind. Continue. Okay, so at the end of at that final scene, we see Harriet. Vince, um, Newt, Frypan, Thomas, Brenda, Jorge. Mm-hmm. Okay. What are you doing? Oh, nothing. I was trying to still stop myself from talking because oh. I keep calling, interrupting you. So we've got Chuck is gone. Albie is gone. Mm-hmm. Um, Galley is gone. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Winston is gone. Mm-hmm. Um, Rachel is gone. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of people that like were mentioned. Rachel was in Eris's group. Okay. Sonia is gone. Eris is gone. And Minho are gone. Okay. And Mary is gone. Okay. Yeah. So those are like nine of the significant people. Does Sonia die or she get taken? Sonia, Minho, and Eris all got taken. Okay. So do you think that any of them will come back? You already think Minho's going to come back. Yeah. Do you think anybody else is going to make an appearance again? I think the three of them then might. I think the one that maybe might not show up would be Sonya, just because at least in the movies, it doesn't seem like her role is that important yet, at least. Um, But I think I so that changes then potentially my prediction or it adds to like a different position. Prediction that the three of there's gonna be like two storylines and it's like them on the inside mm. trying to get out. Um, the three of them, Minho, uh, Sonia, and Eris. But I do at least the very least think that Minho and Eris will come back in some way, shape, or form. Gotcha. Yeah. Cause Wicked has a way of making you think people are like we thought Ava Page was dead and bam, she's there. Right. So yeah. It'll just be interesting to see if they bring anybody back. Yeah. Yeah, because they just electrocuted them and took them, right? Yes. Yeah. So I think I think if any of those characters were going to be, like, dead, they would have killed them already. Like, I don't think there would be any reason to bring them into the next movie just to kill them. That's fair. You know? Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. There's your predictions for the death scene. There we go. Which I'm so excited to watch. <laughs> I want to, like, watch that one with you, I think. Yeah, we should watch it together. Yeah. Because I feel like it's going to be fun to see yeah. your reactions to things. Yeah. Um, okay. So we have our Hollywood moment of the podcast. We sure do. Which is. is actually a very sad one. <laughs> yeah. It's not exciting. And I mean, it's like two weeks old by now. Um, but we got word that Dylan O'Brien. He called us personally yes, to let us know. Yes. Is not going to be in the Teen Wolf movie. Yeah. So then we had a discussion about whether or not we keep going with Dylan O'Brien. Um, <laughs> well, and so- if we will, like, if we watch the Teen Wolf movie or not. Yeah. Um, which we decided we still will. Yeah. I don't know that we talked about if 
we decided we were going to still podcast on the Teen Wolf movie. Did we agree on that? I think we still. Oh, will. okay, yeah, yeah. We may as well. I feel like at this point, yeah. But we were both very heartbroken. Yeah, he I- does have like they referenced the outfit in that article you sent me that like he's working on the outfit, but it's already out, so he's not working on it. You know what's funny though. Is do you remember what the trailer, the like very first glimpse of the the Teen Wolf movie was? No, it's Styles' Jeep. Yes, I know. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I was stuck on the outfit, and I was like, I don't remember anything from the outfit being. But yes, it shows his lights turning on. Yeah, yes. But I guess like in the article, it talks about how like it was really fast. They didn't really ask them um like what their schedules were and they like put out a release time mm-hmm. and without really like checking with any of them yeah. and Dylan O'Brien just said like I just can't make it work which like I guess is fair because it's supposed to come out this summer and they only like announced it in like December or something mm-hmm. so that isn't a lot of time but anyways yeah I'm just very sad so that's our Hollywood moment of the podcast is that Dylan O'Brien will not be reinventing styles in the movie yeah he said he liked where his character ended in the show which is fair mm-hmm. i haven't ended the show yet yeah we're um, still both on season four i, I, I think we i think we stopped at the exact same place yeah so yeah i mean i guess i respect his decision but also i'm really sad about it because yeah. styles is i don't know how you can have teen wolf without styles yeah i don't know how scott can be scott without scott styles and maybe that's something too that we'll see once we do watch season six where styles isn't as present true since it's after his accident but um where like they just had to make it work with, yeah without him you know so maybe we'll see like okay like I, it'll probably be somewhat of a similar vein to season six yeah i wonder if they're gonna like bring styles in without not bring without bringing styles in yeah like i kind of like wonder if they're gonna be like hey I got this information from Styles from the FBI. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they'll do like voices, like he's in another state somewhere, but he'll they'll, right. they'll call on the phone. You'll hear Dylan O'Brien's voice, but yeah. he just won't appear on the screen. Yeah, because I feel like that would be an easy thing to do, oh, like pop sure. up, pop in, like just do a voice recording every once in a while. You know, he doesn't even have to do that, right? Like you, they could just take his voice and make him say something. Yeah, without him actually being there. Yeah, so, I don't know. IDK. But that's our Hollywood moment of the podcast, and it's very sad. Yeah. I mean, it's not, like, very, very sad. Like, there are a lot more sad things happening, but... In the world. It's sad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah, thanks, um, guys. Oh, you're not allowed to see that page. I, I haven't seen it. Don't you worry. Um, hopefully, you guys watched The Scorch Trials and are watching the Maze Runner series along with us. Go watch The Death Cure for our next podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll see you then. Okay. Remember who you are. Bye. Bye.